Well, hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Zero Hour with me, Mikey Brown. Well, we'll see if we can get this one in because I just did about half of mine podcast and it disappeared off of my anchor app uh this a fucking period uh so we're gonna try another episode if i gotta get a better setup this thing's about dead so uh anyway got a new country this week south africa south africa could it be elon musk could it be elon musk listening to the zero hours here at the compound. Hmm, never know. My cohorts for today are all upstairs, all the fur kids. I don't have to go through their names uh, again, but rest in peace to my chuckles, of course. He would be up there frolicking around with them if he could. Um, Saturday morning this time, well, Saturday almost noontime, uh, a late start. I didn't, I was tired last night. I, did, I just, Took some new medication to warm me out. And uh, it was also a weird week because I got a new country with South Africa and Elon Musk, hopefully. Never know. But I also was the lowest uh, lowest listening amount of, amount of listeners, I should say, to any podcast I've ever had. So it must be a holiday season or people are just tired of hearing my bullshit. I really don't know which one it is. But uh, I hope it's not people tired of listening to my bullshit, but I'm going to keep spewing bullshit for a while. I got a couple more episodes, at least this season, and then, then I got to get a better setup. I've been, I got it set. I got it here. I just haven't set it up. And now this thing's starting to piss out on me after 41 minutes it fucking died. So now I got to redo this whole thing, which, you know, I don't mind doing it, but man, I, was ha I had some good content going. I had some shit rolling. But anyway, I don't want to drag on about the past, and so we're going to get to the future, the present, and dig into that and see if we can get through this one. Okay, we'll do it together, I guess. So the first person I'm going to talk about today on the illustrious podcast is DJT45 Donald J Trump. Uh, the big announcement this week. You know, we had the big, he'd come on, uh, want to make America great again. It's the big announcement we're going to have. <sighs> it was digital trading cards of himself. Now, did that piss me off? Sure it did. <laughs> I thought, what a fucking joke. This guy's so wrapped up in himself. The libtards might be right about this character. As far as his just looking out for himself attitude. Well... You know, it is what it is. He sold out 45,000 of them at 99 bucks a piece in two days. Not even two days. It was like a day or hours, they said. But he did have a speech, a nice, pretty good speech about anti-censorship and re restoring the First Amendment if he's elected again, which see, I don't really think he will be elected again. I really don't think he'll even run, to tell you the truth. I think one of the, the younger, newer cats are going to have to take over for DJT and uh, take us back into power there and uh, the White House. So we shall see. But the, the big announcement thing kind of irritated me a little bit. And it wasn't a big announcement at all. At all. 
But hopefully he comes up with something soon because now the latest today, this morning, that's one of the reasons I'm late starting. I got some information on it and uh, kind of looked into it. Didn't get a whole lot out of it, but the J6 committee, January 6th, you know, the worst day in American history, according to liberals, uh, the guided tours, according to me and most conservatives. Uh, J6 committee expected to suggest criminal charges on Monday from the, DG the DOJ, I should say, on Monday. And they're going to be including insurrection charges. And we know insurrection charges haven't been really done yet. So I don't really know if they're going to be. But I know a guy that was an a so-called insurrectionist was sentenced to five years in prison yesterday. And he was one of was on the pretty famous one that was like leading the way into the Capitol. They said he was chasing the Capitol City policeman. No, he was walking behind him as the policeman led him in and led the way. But they see it differently, and he's going to spend five years in prison unless somebody gets in there that's not a libtardian and can... Pardon everybody. I mean, that's the only thing I can see happening is get in, get them out. And so, but Trump, if he's got any cards up his sleeve, like they said, the Q, Q posted, is it time to play the Trump card? I think that was like a joke about these trading cards. Fuck, I don't know. But he better do something. He, he had better do something because they're coming for him. And the, this orange man is not bad. You know, he's not bad for us. He's bad for them. They want to get rid of him any means necessary. Even if it's bullshit insurrection charges, they will do what they got to do to get rid of the orange man. You know, the Cheeto, whatever else they call it. Um, just bad news. Now, we'll see about that on Monday. See what kind of charges come and if Giuliani and them people are all stuck in on it too. But, I mean, uh, Sidney Powell needs to show up and release the Kraken. He needs to release that Kraken on uh, the libtards lip right now. Get, the, get this shit squared away, something. Now we'll move to my newest listener in South Africa, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, this guy's just amazing. He's just continuing to release the Twitter files showing all the fraud, the corruption, the censorship that's been used by Twitter and social media like it for years now, probably decades. Uh, the highly anticipated... COVID files, you know, that's what I've been waiting on. I want to see this little degenerate fucking puppet master Fauci go away forever. He says they're coming big times. He's coming big times. These things are going to get spicy. Fuck, gotta love that. Gotta love Elon Musk, man. I tell you what. This guy is just not fucking around. And he's putting it all out there. And, you know... It, some of the stuff, the Twitter files, I can't keep up. My head spins. I'm like, they're coming too fast, too furious. And that's a good thing, but for guys like me, it's like, wow, it's overwhelming. It's just so much information and so much shit going on. At the same time, it's, it's mind-blowing, mind-numbing, whatever you want to call it. And But I hope he keeps them coming. And, you know, and one of the things I took out of the Twitter files was, Mike Obama, or 
whatever you want to call it, they, them, Michelle, if you want to call it, call them that, whatever, was one of the ones that pushed for Trump to be banned off Twitter. And that's not a surprise. It's just nice knowing that you have the clarification and the verification that 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 there was some fucked up shit. People like that wanting to ban Trump, which we knew, but to hear it out loud is just another level. It's just fantastic. Now, little shit bastard Nazi bath guy can't even say I can't even get a, enough insults out for Tony Fauci. I hope when he put out that his pronouns are a prosecute Fauci is what Elon tweeted. Prosecute slash Fauci. I fucking loved it. I love this man. And, and a, I got a bromance with him in a most heterosexual way. Elon Musk is the fucking dude. And, you know, he's going all in on Tesla, uh, on Tesla Twitter. Because he, he just sold $22 million, 22 million Tesla stocks for $3.5 billion. And he's, it sounds like he's just going all in on Twitter right now. He's banning the libtards left and right. And the one I love the most out of all of them was Keith fucking Olbermann. This guy is a fucking tool. He was on, he was put a video on last night crying about Musk, you know, being unfair and this and that. How's it feel, Libtard? How does it feel when you've been doing it to the conservatives for years with your bullshit? Every social media thing, Zuckerbergs and the fucking Jack Dorseys of the world, just banning fucking everything conservative for years. Now we're doing it to the left, and they do not fucking care like that at all, do you? Keith Olbermann's so desperate, he put a, a new Twitter on. It said Keith Olbermann's dogs, so he could post this dumb shit video. And that's all it was, was a dumb shit video. Talking about how bad Musk is, and this and that, and Muskology, and what all this stuff he was blowharding about. It's like, I was laughing the whole time, because it's like, now you know how it feels, you decrepit fucking idiot. You, 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 you guys are doing, getting your, you're getting your just desserts here. You're getting the due diligence you deserve and getting spanked right off the fucking social media platform. Fuck. And this first one, but there, now this is the second one because I forgot my first one already. The first one should have been the January 6th committee. Now we're going Keith Olbermann. Guess what? Fuck off. J6, fuck off, Keith Olbermann. Got two in the bank already. Two in the bank. And we're not even past the second subject of the day. It's just absolutely great what Elon's doing to the Tards. I fucking love it. I love this man. I love everything he's doing. Restoring the First Amendment to our country. And he's not even born here. That's the, that's the sad but great thing about it. He loves this country enough, not even being born here, to restore our first and most important fucking amendment. Thank you, Elon Musk, from the great nation of South Africa. Thank you very much. And keep it up. Keep that shit coming. I can't wait for the coming big-time spicy COVID files. I will fucking be waiting on edge for them. It's going to be a, a glorious day. Hopefully it's a good Christmas present for me. Not just me, everybody like me. And have a good Christmas with her.
But, you know, when you talk about good people, like Elon Musk, you got to talk about shit people, like Piss Pants Biden. So, one of the miraculous, outstanding things that Piss Pants decided to do this week was offer up a bill that will give illegal aliens free health care. That, that's what we need, Joe. That's what we need, Robinette, is some fucking free health care for illegals. Like, we don't pay enough for illegals now and the Ukrainians and every other bullshit thing you can find us to pay for that, you know, people are suffering here in the United States, but you don't give a fuck about that, do you, Joe? You don't care about any of that. You say you do, but you don't. And it's people in your little cabinet and in your, in your um, employment are just as fucking bad as you, piss pants. We'll go to that now because it's, it's going to be a shorter episode today because I don't trust this fucking thing. But So if I go a little fast, God bless me. I'm trying to get through this. We're going to move to one of your, your, your saving your, your uh, I guess you would call it pride and joy of the Department of Energy. Sammy the Tranny Britain. He finally got fired from his job because this dude has a weird fetish about stealing luggage. He's done it for the second time. Stole luggage. I mean, I wish I could say that's the weirdest fucking fetish this dude's got. But he did just have a spanking seminar at a kink conference. So he wears lipstick with a mustache. And wears dresses. So I'd say stealing luggage is far down the list. But it's still an odd fucking thing to have is a luggage theft fetish. But he finally, after the first time, they said, uh... Oh, we're not gonna fire him. We're not gonna fire him. We can't do that. You know, it's a, it's him being him. You gotta let him be himself, right? Well, this time they said after the second luggage fit, they maybe he's got a fucking problem. Maybe he's got something not so good up in the membrane, and they finally fired him. I don't think it was probably Piss Pants's idea to fire him. It was probably the Department of Energy head who said, "I don't care what Piss Pants says at this point. This motherfucker's weird. He's done." He's not doing us any good, not looking good for the United States, not looking good for the administration, not looking good on the Department of Energy. So they finally get rid of Sammy the Tranny. He's done. He's done. He got to, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll go out and get some spanking jobs and some kink conference speaking jobs and shit. He'll be fine. Don't worry about Sammy. He's, he, he, he's great. Now, along with that, Piss Pants and his administration is also under a lot of pressure to, like, drop charges against Julian Assange. Now, Julian Assange, you know, Winky, WikiLeaks, is facing, like, double-life sentences for being a reporter, basically being a good reporter, being the best reporter in the world, according to the Mexican government. So, you know, but he's being going to be extradited to the United States and put away forever because he tells truth. That's the problem we see in this country a lot, is people telling truth get fucking bad, they get banished, they get banned, they get put away. So, but he's getting a lot of pressure to, to drop the charges on him after, you know, he left them, uh, maybe a disgraced Marine, but still a fucking Marine that served his country. You leave, leave him in a, to rot in a Russian prison, but you bring a Hishi basketball player home, and I'll, we'll talk about that, that thing in a little bit, but he better do something wise this time. He, he's going to lose it in his own party, which he already is. He's losing people left and right. 
But he better do something because the the whole thing with the the BG scandal, it, it's great for the people that are in that community, you know. But to say that Brittany Griner is a fucking role model for people of the LBGTQI plus community or whatever, how how can you say a role model when you're in a different country where you have illegal drugs that's illegal in that country to have, you have it and you get caught with it. And now you get special treatment to get out. That's a role model. That's a role model. And we'll talk about that thing or whatever later in the show, hopefully, if my shit doesn't go away again. So he's got to do something or he's going to lose even more ground with his own party. That's all I can say. Now this week, the government did release 13,000 files related to the JFK assassination. They're still holding 3% back. Okay, why? Why? If you release 13,000 files, but you hold 3%, I'm saying that 3% is probably pretty fucking important. I'm saying there's always been a reason that, you know, the JFK assassination's always been a fucked up strange thing to me. And I've watched all the movies, the JFK. I watched the, the Steve, I read the Stephen King book about time travel going back. And watched it on Hulu, the series, the November 22nd, 1963. I've done all that. I've watched every JFK documentary I could seem to find. And I never still, until this day, leave Harvey Harvey Oswald considered the lone shooter. It would have been very hard to be a lone shooter, for one. And then the fact that Jack Ruby shot a lone shooter, shoots another lone shooter. Jack Ruby's about to die. It seems like cover-up 101 back in the 60s. I mean, very fucking elaborate cover-up to me. And I'd say it's in that 3% somewhere. The 13,000 is going to be the fluff we've seen Kevin Costner explain on the movie. And every documentary on National Geographic or Discovery Channel or History Channel. The 3% is probably the real deal. And that's what they're keeping back. Typical government horseshit. You, you feed us the line for what you think we need to know because the rest we don't need to know because it looks bad on you. You don't want it to look bad on you, so you cover it up like a fucking burial plot. You're covering it up with that 3%. It's got to be very fucking important, and you won't let us see it. Typical. It's typical of the American government. It just really is. And I'm not even saying just the liberals, not, not even just Democrats. It was that way with George W. It's probably that way with Trump. He probably had some shit he didn't want to get out either. I'm just saying it's the government in general, and it's horseshit. Just tell us the fucking truth. I mean, Christ, just give us the information, and we'll decide for ourselves. Kind of like what Jack Dorsey said to Elon Musk about Twitter. Just release everything and let the people decide. That's a great idea. And that's what Elon, I think, is doing. He's, he's doing these Twitter files. He's like, here, you decipher it, and you tell me what you think. And that's, that's fair and square. I don't want anybody telling me what it means. Just put it out there. I'll fucking decide what it means. In my mind. And I could be right. I could be wrong. I'm right a lot. I'm also wrong a lot. Probably. I, I doubt it. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty smart. Pretty good with my conspiracy theories. You know, I'm usually right. Not saying. But that's the way it is. And that's the way our government is. Unfortunately. They... they Take us for fools, and we play the fool very well as American people. 
We just don't push enough sometimes to get to the truth. I want that fucking 3%, man. I want that 3% of the JFK files because I've been trying to figure that shit out for years and years and years, decades now, decades. And I'm not even the real big conspiracy guy in, in the, the, the assassination. I'm just curiosity guy. But I want that 3%. I want to know what the fuck happened, for real. Who, who, who shot? Who ordered the shooting? Who was involved? Everything. It should be on the table. It's fucking closing in on what, 60 years? Fucking spill it already. Fuck. <sighs> okay, I'm calming down. <laughs> I'm on blood pressure medicine now. You know, not because of the show, but, but, but this show helps my blood pressure, but I get it out. I, I got to remember, I got to calm down a little bit. I get to talk about a couple crybabies now. This is, this is classic. Our buddy Never Trumper from Illinois, Adam Kitzinger, cried like a pouty baby with the Ukraine memes. Remember that when Cat Turd put out the memes of him with the blue and uh, yellow crying, which could have just meant you're crying and pissing yourself at the same time, which, you know, Cat Turd kind of related to. But he cried like a fucking baby during his farewell speech. You know, this guy... He's got male menopause going on. This dude is, is a crybaby bitch. And it's, uh, it's almost as bad. And, and it, it, it was bad. It wasn't as bad as John Boehner crying for Nancy Pelosi's portrait ceremony. The fucking painting of her when she was not looking like the Crypt Keeper when she looked a little more normal. And that's what her painting looks like. But he was crying, talking about how great she was. Oh, Nate, we'll miss you, Bob. We'll miss you. Oh, Nancy. Christ, Painter. God, you're a fucking pathetic puss. I'm a sensitive guy. I cry about a lot of shit. Don't get me wrong. I do. I ain't afraid to say it as a man that if I'm I'm affected by something and it bothers me or it's, you know, when my chuckles died this year, I cried like a baby. You know, when my friends died earlier this year, I cried like a baby. I'm not ashamed to say I cry over death or, you know, even even stuff that just gets to me. It don't have to be like sorrow. It can be just heart-wrenching, like very happiness I cry. I'm not embarrassed to cry, but these guys cry like little sloppy, like six-year-old girls. And, I mean, I just never knew that Rhino, you know, I thought Rhino stood for Republican in name only. But I didn't know the key word for rhino was bitch. Because that's what they were. A couple bitches. Oh my God, they were pathetic. I mean, human... Everybody's human, but these guys are supposed to be tough-skinned. They're supposed to be thick-skinned. But, you know, when you're, when you're rhinos, which means you're kind of liberal, which means you're kind of ultra-sensitive, everything should revolve around you, or you cry until you get your way... That's them. That's Boehner and Kitzinger right there. And they get my third and fourth fuck-offs of the day. Fuck both of you. Adios, amigos. Skedaddle. Get the fuck out. Bye-bye. Now, and now we're talking about the rhinos. Now we're getting a couple that are doing due diligence and getting 
the shit right. Like West Virginia Senator Glenn Jeffries. He said, you know what, Democrats? I'm sick of you motherfuckers. I'm gone. I'm doing a cinema, and I'm leaving the Democratic Party. I'm doing a Tulsi Gabbard, and I'm saying, fuck off to them. And he switches to the Republicans, which is, woo, that's spicy right there, isn't it, Elon? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's spicy. Because, you know, Cinema went independent. Gabbard went to nothing. She's kind of like on Fox News, probably conservative-leaning, but I don't know that she claimed a party. Maybe she did, and I missed it. But West Virginia's Glenn Jeffries, good on you, dude. Get Good on you. Hopefully... Mr. Manchin comes following suit. I know he votes for us a lot, but it would be nice just to say, you know what? I'm switching. West Virginia is going to be red. Bam. There you go. The tides turn in the Senate, don't they? Be great. Would be awesome. But I don't see it happening. Manchin's still a Democrat at heart. He just has some balls to it sometimes. He lost his balls there with the, you know, the whole Green Deal thing. I mean, the he compromised, I should say, which I can't can't blame him. You're under a lot of pressure. Cinema just said, fuck it. She had a little more balls than Manchin did, but so be it. I just hope that other people start to follow suit because the Democratic Party is a piece of pile of shit. Just my opinion. We move along to America in general. America in general. This is about where I was when I lost my last one, I think. Uh, maybe a little farther. But I was getting into this. It's um, We had another one. You remember when I talked about, and, and if you've listened to my podcast in any length of time, and it's pretty common knowledge by now, but there was an event or a tabletop discussion uh, exercise, if you will, called Event 201. This happened in October of 2019. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation partnered up with John Hopkins University, uh, the government, the military uh, people, and FEMA and shit like that. They had this tabletop exercise about what would happen if we had a, a wide sickness, illness spread across the world. And it was... Weird because they said it would be a coronavirus and it would be something out of China and it would go this way. And lo and behold, if you watch Event 201, if they still can find it, it's still on YouTube as far as I know. But if you can find the uncensored Event 201 and watch that and then realize what you've done the last two years, almost three years now. It's eerily, eerily close, okay? So I consider it still to be all a hoax. It was a pandemic from day one, and that's how they planned it with this little tabletop exercise. Now you say, Mike, what does this have to do with anything? I mean, you're just blabbering, right? Well, they had another one. It was called a contagion... I call it the Contagion Conference is what I wrote down. I don't know if that was the exact name of it. But it was led again by, guess who, Bill Gates. And who was he in partnership with on this one? You got it, John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins University. Now this disease, this was in October also, 22, not too long ago. 
So if any of history repeats itself, 2023 is going to be all kind of fucked up, according to what they're saying here. This is a respiratory disease that attacks children, okay? Because, you know, COVID didn't get to the children. COVID killed the old people. So now in their depopulation evilness, they're going to release a virus, and this is just my conspiracy, based on past history. They're going to release a respiratory illness that will affect children, attack children. And this one's going to originate in Brazil. Okay, this comes from Brazil. Now, the reason I find Brazil fascinating is because, you know, Fred X has, has told me a lot about Brazil. And I started to pay attention to Bolsonaro and all these guys. They're rigged election. They're still protesting down there. Almost two months in. Every day. And QAnon and a lot of other people keep saying, keep your eyes on Brazil. Keep your eyes on Brazil. So if now if this disease is going to originate from Brazil, wouldn't that be a convenient way to get over a rigged election? Release a virus down there that will distract and kill off a bunch of fucking people and then it comes here and we can blame Brazil. We can, you know, help Brazil, whichever one they want to say. And it's just weird that it's Brazil because Brazil's all in the news right now. But this is where the new disease is coming from. And it's a respiratory illness, much like COVID. But it doesn't get to old people now. Now they're going for the young ones. And, and, and the ones that probably took the vaccine are probably going to get wiped out because it's probably lowered their immune system enough to where this thing will kill them. And we'll have a higher kill rate than we did with COVID. And the Deagle report that said the United States will be down to 100 million by 2025 will be damn well closer. I wish I was making the shit up and I wish I was fucking just trying to be scary. I'm not. I don't want to die either. I don't want anybody younger than me to die. I don't want anybody to fucking die of a weird respiratory disease released by our own government to kill us and come from Brazil in partnership with Brazil. And guess who is like the head of Lula who is down there in that rigged election as the president right now? His little group he's in, funded by... No, it's not Bill Gates. Funded by... No, it's not the Rothschild. Funded by, you guessed it, George fucking Soros. Yep. I'm not crazy, people. I am not fucking crazy, as much as you want to say. Proof, proof, facts are facts, which I shouldn't use that episode because it got the least amount of views. But anyway, wake the fuck up. This is what's happening. They're doing it again. And when it comes February and March, and we're talking about a weird disease from Brazil, look back and say, that fat fucking city Billy told me this was coming. It's coming. It, they didn't try to hide it the last time. They're not trying to hide it this time. We will face another pandemic in 2023. That's just how it's going to be. And it will last more than two, because now they got it gauged. Oh, fuck. COVID lasted almost, you know, a little over two years before people got worried, got out of worrying that. It'll last us well past the 2024 election if we release it in 23. 
right? But I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm the I'm the stupid one. I'm the idiot. I'm the you know conservative piece of shit. Okay. All right. That's a big one, folks. Remember my words. There will be another pandemic. It will originate from Brazil, and you're gonna see it in 23. Call me crazy if you want. It's there. It's in black and white. You can probably watch the Contagion Conference on YouTube by now and hear exactly how your life's going to be for the next two to three fucking years. At least until 2025, when the population is, is down enough for Billy Gates' fucking desired amount. And Soros. Soros is leading the way in Brazil. He's going to be paying for this fucking shit to go on. Just saying. Call me fucking nuts. That's where it is. And I'm okay. I'm okay to be crazy. As long as I can say, say what I got to say. We'll move on, but that's an important one to keep in your brain. That might be the most important five-minute segment you'll ever hear from this show. It's coming. It's coming. I'm just saying. Don't want it to either, but it's coming. FTX. We'll go to that piece of shit. Sam Bankman freed was arrested in the Bahamas on defrauding charges. He fucked a lot of people out of billions of dollars. I can't believe it's not more front page news than it is. Billions of dollars. Including athletes like Tom Brady and people like that. Who's already had a bad year. You would think he'd be on the top of everybody's shit list. So, I guess if I had a pool, if I could make a pool, like a dollar a square, how long do you think he stays alive? How long do you think it's going to be before he's unalived? I say not very long. He's either going to be unalived or Epstein, which I call disappearing. Which, I still, you know, I'm one of the few that don't think Epstein's dead. Okay, I don't. That I might be crazy on. He might be dead on her doornail. But, I don't think so. And this guy's either going to be dead or he's going to be where he'll never be seen again. Witness protection. Got to shit. Uh, Pelosi. Paul Pelosi Sr., you hammer fuck you. <laughs> you hammered bastard. He uh, is attacker. Whatever. He's attacker. His friend, what I call him, his friend's son claims that his dad... Is Pelosi's sex slave. Now, is that just a reach? I think that's the truth. <laughs> I really think Paul Sr. is a little freak. And he got caught up in it, and he had to make it look good, so he beat himself with a hammer. Why else would you walk back into the room towards your assailant? Both of you have your shirts on. It's the middle of the fucking night. It didn't match up. They swept that shit under the rug super fucking quick here in every news outlet that's possible. It got swept under the fucking rug. Paul Sr.'s a freak. He couldn't get enough from big titty guinea Nancy. He paid for them boobs and she ain't giving him enough or something. Or he just likes being the bottom. Who knows? A lot of things could go on there. But he likes being hammered. <laughs> that's for sure. He, he, he likes... The drink kind of hammered, and he likes physical kind of hammered, I guess. Fucking weirdo. But if you had to live with the Crypt Keeper, I'd probably be kind of fucked up my, to myself. I, 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 can't, I can't say I would go that far, 
But I'd, I'd at least be a drinker. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd be a drinker. Dealing with that shit every day. Oh, my God. We'll move to California, or as I call it, Liptardia. And we had Gavin Newsom's uh, silly ass on there with his reparations committee saying he was going to give $223,000 to every black person in the state of California that are because of their descendants of slaves. $559 billion. Well, that guess what, Gavin? You, you give them an inch, you're going to try to take a mile. Because now, a reparations activist claims there will be a backlash if they don't get at least $800,000 based on cost of living and housing values in the state of California. So that's a far cry from $223,000, almost four times. So you're talking trillion dollars, trillions? Yeah. So to Gavin Newsom for bringing the idea up, and to whoever this fucking moron activist is, and anybody else that believes in reparations are right to do, I got two words for you. You can probably guess them if you've ever heard my show before. Say it with me now. One, two, three. Fuck off. All of you. Fuck off. Absolutely. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And speaking of ridiculous, we'll get into this last thing about the U.S. miscellaneous before I go to celebrities here. This is not really U.S., but it is U.S., Based, I guess. Globalist, of course. Pope Francis. Yeah, yeah, like I'm, you know, you know my views on religion. The Pope is like King Pedo to me. He, he he's let a lot of shady shit go on. He's not my favorite person in the world. I don't care. I'm not a big time Catholic person anyway. I think it's a lot of pomp and circumstance. But let's not get into religion. And if you're Catholic, don't be offended. It's just my opinion. It's not, your religion could be absolutely 100% correct. I could be wrong on every count. But this is what you can't possibly agree with, this, unless you're a fucking liberal piece of garbage and you're a Biden-loving, tree-hugging, stupid piece of shit. But the globalist Paul Pope Francis says, cut back on your Christmas spending this year. Cut back on your Christmas spending. Okay. I understand the recession. There's a lot of people hurting. You know, maybe give some money to the Salvation Army or, uh, you know, whatever you think is a worthy charity. I, I would be along with that, but I didn't finish the sentence, his quote yet. Now, cut back on Christmas spending. Send your savings to the Ukraine. How about no, Pope Francis? How about you get the shiny gold medal, gold plated, I send it to you on a platter, the two words you deserve the most. Pope Francis, in all your highness, your glory, with your funny hat and your fucking staff you carry around and in your bubble plastic Pope mobile, all of them combined in a big fuzzy ball, fuck off. Pope Francis. Fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck everything you just said in that sentence. Fuck off. 
That's a that's a triplicate fuck off for you. Douchebag. Wow. Send it to Ukraine. I ain't sending shit. We've sent enough money to them motherfuckers for this war that's a year old now that should have been two weeks. We're all being played and, and you're just fucking directing the play. You're wagging the fucking dog, aren't you, Pope? Fuck off. God dang, piss me off. Calm down, Mike. Let's go to celebrities. Now, celebrities this week, got a few. Uh, the first one's a sad one. Uh, DJ Twitch. I think his name was Sam Boss or Steve Boss. But it was DJ Twitch. He was on So You Think You Can Dance. And then he was also on The Ellen Show. Ellen DeGeneres Show. He's, he died of a, an apparent suicide. Found in a motel. Few days ago, a couple days ago. Now, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. I don't want to say anything that will upset anybody that's a fan of Twitch, including my wife's a fan of Twitch. She liked him very much. And but she also thinks what I do. Not not what I do exactly, but she just don't see suicide being the way he went. I don't bias as a suicide. She followed him on one of the social media apps. And two days ago, he was all happy, smiley, celebrating his anniversary with his lovely wife and kids. To go to a motel to kill himself, I'm not buying it. The reason I'm not buying that, and I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful of the dead. If he had demons and he killed himself, I'm very sad about that. And, and I'm very sad that anybody has to go through that. I've been in that situation, not, not following through, but I felt like I've wanted to die before. And... Luckily, I pulled myself out, and some people don't. And I'm not saying it's suicide to hoax. I'm not saying it's a joke. But what I'm saying is, it just seems odd to me that, like, Ann Hesch died in August, associated with Ellen being her ex-girlfriend. Uh, the the uh, representative Wojorski was involved with Ann Hesch, which was involved with Ellen. And everything seems kind of connected with pedophilia, and holly weird kind of shit. You know, when, when Ellen had the, the ankle bracelet on, doing the weird shows from her house in COVID times, that all winds up to be this thing. It just seems a very odd thing. And I, I believe Ellen is that devious and that evil. Yes, I do. To have, he had something on her, she eliminated his her problem. I don't want, you know, fans of Twitch to come at me and say, that's bullshit to say. The man suffered. I, I, if he did, I, 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 my heart felt condolences, really. And my heart felt condolences anyway. Just because I know a lot of people love this guy. I never, I didn't know who he was, but I heard a lot of people love this guy and they were sad. They're sad about it. And it's sad. It's a sad story. But I think he was not of his own will. That's just my opinion. It's not. Based on the past shit that's happened with people associated with Ellen and what you hear about Ellen being a very evil person, I think it's 100% true. Now, look at some other people that were all happy-go-lucky three days before they killed themselves. Chester Bennington. They had posted like 27 hours before he killed himself. He was smiling, playing games with his kids. He was a rock star. He had no, no, no issues. But he was working on... Uh, save our children thing. 
his best friend, Chris Cornell, who, yeah, was probably distraught over losing his friend a couple months later, but he was a budding, he was a, a rock star in his own right, doing solo things. His daughter was becoming a rock star. He was helping her along. He had a good life. He had a good family. He hangs himself, too, just like his friend Chester Bennington. About the uh, accidental deaths of, like, Representative Watorski, um, Helena Hutchins got shot by Alec Piece of Shit Baldwin. All who are investigating pedophile, they're all doing pedophile investigation of some sort. All of them. About child trafficking and pedophiles. Yet they all end up in these suicides or very strange accidents. It's just, it's just a theory, but it's a strong one. It's a very strong one. Hollywood is not what we think it is. It is very sensible and evil. That's my opinion, and I'll stick to that forever. But for now, for the interest of today, we'll go on to the next subject, which was a young boy named had a YouTube channel named Kraken the Box. Now, my friend... My friend Skeeter told me about this. Then I looked it up. I subscribed to his channel. He's a kid with a terminal illness that was trying to get a million YouTube subscribers. That was his goal. And his, you know, his, his to make his dream come true before he's, you know, his terminal illness kicks in. Uh, we were trying to do that for him, get a million subscribers. YouTube pulled his account. And it was fucked up. People were pissed. A lot of people were pissed, and including Skeeter. And he let me know if he asked me if I would say something about it on the Zero Hours. I said, sure. And I looked into it more, and it pissed me off. But luckily and happily, the page is restored. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they got backlash for it, and they decided to put it back up, or whatever happened. I'm going to, he's got like almost 200,000. That's when I subscribed, it was almost 200,000, like 179,000. So if you're out there and you haven't subscribed to Kraken, K R A K E N, the box on YouTube, uh, Terminal Ill, a young man, give him subscribe. That's it's not that hard to do. And let him try to get his goal of a million and just be a good person about it. That's all I'm saying. And we get a little, a humorous one here. And when I get off the serious track for celebs for a minute, Alyssa Milano. And the sad thing is, I loved Alyssa Milano. Oh, man, back in Who's the Boss? I thought she was cute. And then when she grew up, she was fucking hot. She was one of my favorites. And when she got tattooed up and stuff, it's like, whoo, hot tamale. That show about the vampire she was in, oh, my God, she's... Crazy hot, right? But she's a libtard. She's full-blown. When she went crazy in COVID, got her hair falling out and all this shit and wearing the crocheted mask and garbage. Just an idiot. And she, she got rid of her Tesla because, you know, Elon Musk. And, you know, like, Elon gives a fuck. You sold your Tesla, whatever. Well, she went to Volkswagen, not quite understanding the history of Hitler and Volkswagen, but anyway... I seen where this week where her car burned up. <laughs> the Volkswagen caught on fire and it burned her car up. <laughs> sweet karma. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet karma. And 
not only that, but she's crying on uh, Instagram now about not being able to get a job. Nobody will hire me. Well, you know, you go woke, you go broke. Everything woke turns to shit, Alyssa. That's why you're not getting hired, because you're a woke piece of shit, and you were not that great of an actress. You were hot as fuck, but you weren't that great of an actress to start with. But when you go woke, you're asking for this shit. Sorry, not sorry, Alyssa. You bought this on your fucking self. Now you know how it feels when people are labeled by, as conservatives and don't get work. Now you know how it feels. Hollywood's turning their back on you because you're not that important to them. And that's the way it is with the Democratic Party and the liberals. If you're no use to them, they turn their fucking back on you. You're just another pawn in their game. Thank you very much. Then the last celebrity, of course, Brittany Griner. Get, can't Carly go an episode without talking about good old BG? You know, she's talking about her, made, made her statement since she got out of prison, got back to the United States, thanking Biden, praising him for getting her out and all this bullshit. She did say in her defense they, they, they need to get Paul Whelan out. And Paul Whelan, in his defense, did say if Brittany can go and he can't, it's somebody gets to go home. So they're both saying the right things as far as that goes. But then the video shows. The video showed up. Of a young, tattooed person looked a lot like Brittany Griner. I, I don't know. Just looked a lot like Brittany Griner playing basketball, shooting baskets around a, a swimming pool. Now, Brittany Griner... Doesn't look like she's a really well-built girl playing basketball anyway. But this video was a shirtless Brittany Griner. And I mean zero, zero point zero tatas. Zero point zero. I can't imagine being seven foot tall and not having any tits. You're that big of a woman and you got no boobs. Can we say he, she? Because I'm starting to think the gender thing, the transgender's got to be in there. It's like the, the old saying is, if you see an apple, there's usually a banana, right? Look at her neck. Look at its neck. I'm not going to say her. Look at its neck with that fucking apple sticking out there. Listen to it talk. Doesn't talk like a female. The Adam's apple ain't like a female. And got no boobs. I don't know. And most females, even around their buddies and their men, even their buddies and all that stuff, shooting baskets, usually you wouldn't go shirt doing it shirtless, even if you didn't have no boobies. I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe I'm 100% wrong, but I think it's a man, baby. I think it's a man. But... Got out of prison now. Home to his wife. Wow, whatever. One more thing today. One more thing, and it's a look it up segment for the ages. And this one is, surprise, surprise, piss pants. This dude is a raging fucking liar. Here's a couple of points that he got nailed on, and you can look this shit up for yourself. This was in October. Well, no, he got nailed on recently, but this first statement was in October. He said, 
Piss Pants said that his son Bo died in Iraq. And I thought that was legit. And I did. Somebody else asked me about that. I think it was Arkansas said, well, I thought he had brain cancer. I said, no, I thought he died in Iraq. Well, finds out Arkansas is smarter than me because his son Bo died of brain cancer at Walter Reed Hospital in Bethesda, Bethesda, Maryland in 2015. This is from the Gateway Pundit and the New York Post. So if you want to look it up, they're both, both magazines have it. Now, yesterday, he was talking to a, a group of veterans in Delaware and claimed that his Uncle Frank received a Purple Heart for his actions at Battle of the Bulge in World War II. Now, the New York Post reported that, and then they said, uh, there's no evidence that such a award ever happened, and it's chronologically impossible. So he went on to tell this story to these veterans about his dad telling him after he was elected vice president that, you know, your Uncle Frank did a lot of good things in, uh, in Battle of the Bulge and he should get a Purple Heart. Can we get that for him, Joey? Can, can we make that happen? And then when he tried to present it to his Uncle Frank, his Uncle Frank said he didn't want it. And his uncle, he kept pursuing his Uncle Frank to let him give it to him. And he tells him, you know, the story. But he started out the story by like, his dad said, when I became vice president, when I was elected vice president, my dad said to me, Joey. That's how he started the story. Okay, so let's go over this chronologically. Joe Biden became vice president in what year? 2008. Okay. The problem with the story here, the problem with the whole fucking thing, piss pants, is that Joseph Robinette Biden Sr. died in 2002. Six years before you became the vice president, you fucking idiot. An even bigger problem for me is Uncle Frank, the Battle of the Bulge hero, the Purple Heart recipient, died in 1999. Many, many years before Piss Pants became the Vice President of the United States. Did he, could he fuck the story up that bad? I doubt it. The story starts with him. When I was elected Vice President, my dad came to me and said, Hey, Joey. It didn't say when I was in the Senate. It didn't say when I was the, you know, whatever in the Senate. He said, when I was elected vice president, my dad came to me and said, hey, Joey. The speech. Watch the fucking speech. It's from Friday to a veterans group in Delaware. Look it up yourself. Duck, duck, go, that motherfucker. This guy's a lying piece of shit. He's a lying piece of shit, and this should be front page news, that this cocksmoker lied a stolen valor story, of all things. Stolen valor stories about his Uncle Frank that's been dead for 23 fucking years and died nine years before he became vice president, but he supposedly had these conversations about it, a Purple Heart he was trying to give him, in 2008. Nobody's that stupid. Nobody's that demented. This motherfucker's a liar.
He's been lying about a lot of things, but that's pretty sadistic to lie about your own dad and your own fucking uncle. Just another reason for me to hate piss pants and call him out as what he is. A disgusting motherfucker, libtarded idiot that's ruining our country. Now he's lying to veterans of our country's military about stolen valor stories. So you, sir, Joseph Robinette, piss pants Biden Jr., get the last one of the episode today. Fuck off, Joe. Fuck off. This one makes me a little bit pissed, but I'm keeping my composure. What a lying fucking douchebag. <clears throat> Whew. So, that's an ending to the day. <laughs> I thank everybody for being around and listening to me if you did. Uh, still going to keep doing it, even though I got a real low viewership, listenership last week. I'm, I don't mean to harp on that. It's just... It was kind of upsetting because I thought last week's episode was pretty good. And if you listen to this one and you don't, you want to see what I'm saying, go back and listen to the last one for me. It'd be great. I'll give out the the social media, the Zero Hour 2021 at gmail.com. The Zero Hour vlogs, blogs, and podcast on Facebook. The Zero Hour vlogs and podcast on YouTube. At the Zero Hours 23 on Twitter. The Zero Hours podcast on TikTok. I think that's all I basically use at the moment. I'm trying to do BitChute. I'm trying to do Rumble still. Uh, I want to get wait till I get my video set up to do that. Uh, I want to thank my, my people as always. Arkansas, Fred Excelsior. Uh, Skippy. Shiloh. All my cohorts, Gypsy, uh, uh, shit, Snickers, sorry, rest in peace to my chuckles, of course, uh, Triple F in Florida, one of my biggest new fans with Patty B, the Q man up in Seville that listens to my episode every week, always appreciate the support, I love each and every one of you that listen to the show. If you have any comments or anything, hit that email up and let me know how I can improve or tell me to fuck off, whatever you want to tell me. It's whatever you feel like. Just express yourself to me. Engage. I like it. I love it. I want more of it. So until next time, always trust and believe in your own convictions. And please, please, for the love of God, stay safe out there. We'll see you next time on another episode of The Zero Hours. Peace out.